Before diving into today's episode, did you know that this podcast has a supporters club? By becoming a member, you not only gain access to exclusive content, but also play a crucial role in supporting your favorite podcast. See the link in the episode description to find out more. Now, let's get back to the episode. So yeah, hmm. I'm a Rosa got some secrets. You know what I mean? The woman climbed up on the business world. She ran her own game. She got it together. She making it. That woman is pretty much the next Oprah on the Republican side, that is. Amarosa, standing her ground. Amarosa had a government job. Amarosa got thrown out of that government job due to white supremacy and ignorance. Well, not really. I mean, I'm sure it's a little bit more deeper than that, but hey, the woman just released a new book and now she's got some tapes. You heard that, y'all? Number 45, he he bigot, he racist, man. Yeah, he said the N-word multiple times behind closed doors because you know he ain't going to say it out there in the public, even though you know he's dying to do so. <laughs> oh, man, them tapes, though. Them tapes, though. I want to hear them. You know what I mean? I want to sit there and I want to actually hear him say that kind of stuff. Not because at the same time, you know, I'm not surprised that he's about that life, but at the same time, the fact that he... He back there, he trying to do that whole, this is my world now. Anybody can say anything about me. I know I like them inners. I'm sure he probably back there saying that crap as we speak now because, hey, as usual, he's got a lot more attention than he deserves. And the problem is, is that whenever he does something, and it's usually every day, like right now, I guess he's going back to war with the NFL. Yep. (laughs) he'll never take any responsibility for bad press remember bad press is fake press but good press now that's the real press you know what i'm saying oh man you know the sad part is there are other people out there just like them but hey i'm getting a little too ahead of myself you know what time it is everybody welcome to the jmat show here on g360 radio J360 Legion, that's right, it's that time, I'm the man of the hour, this is Jay, and we are all back on the J-Man Show for episode 65. Man, I tell you what, I know it's a little different for some people, because some of y'all just hooked onto the show after last week's episode, and now y'all like, hey, what happened to Wednesday? Well, you see, Wednesday was a pretty big day for the family. My dad's birthday, you know, had to spend some time with him. And it's true, because sometimes, you know, the hustle and bustle gets so deep, I just wasn't around him as much as I'd like to be. So the thing about it is, is that, you know, hung out with him, and, you know, he got to see all his siblings, everybody had a great time, and I also got to see all of my siblings. Yeah, mm-hmm, that was fun. <laughs> I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. Now I had a great time, guys, and I, and I needed it, you know, to spend time with the family, because I'll be honest with you, this episode was a grand undertaking and trying to get it done like there are times where i'm looking at it and i'm like do i really want to write all this down because it's just so much happening in the world right now and how can i condense all this down into a 30 minute to 45 minute pod and then i'm starting to sit there and think because on one aspect i'm not going to cover everything because it's just an well it's not even an implosion it's explosion of just different narratives and arrogance and lies it's bad 
You know, it's, it's pretty bad. Because I sit there every time as I look at the news. I'm like, geez, what the hell is going on in the country, man? And then it gets bigger than that because of the global issues. Like, a lot of times they'll say, hey, MAGA, we're going to make America great again. And, and, and making America great again. From 2016 all the way to now, can you clearly say that nothing has improved? Can you clearly say that things have gotten far worse in people's actions and how they do things now? Like, I mean, mass shootings and all sorts of trouble have increased over the years. They're still pretty much attacking innocent minorities all over the place. I never expect to be in a time where people are deporting a set of people while at the same time when people are coming here for hopes of a better life, they're taking their kids from them. You know what I mean? And then at the same time, people are sitting there saying, "Mm, it's for the right reasons, I'm sure. Okay, so how would you like it if you got detained somewhere and your loved ones didn't know about it or your kids got picked up somewhere and you'll never see them again? You see what I'm saying? It's, It's different when it's you in the spectrum, right? It's different when you're in the hot seat. And you see, there's no justifiable reasons for any of this stuff. None of it. And then, of course, you have the issue where inflation is high. Inflation is high, whereas raises, wages, and everything else in between are not meeting that standard. And there's business there sitting there cross-cutting or just saying, you know what? Hmm, okay, okay, we, we get what you're saying. We get that you need something for the cost of living so that you can actually be some sort of you know, actually have a leg up in the world. So what we're going to do is we're going to cut your time back. And so as they cut your time back, of course, you know, you're not going to get paid as much as you were paid. And even then it wasn't enough. Yeah. Like, you know, money can barely cover the rent now. And you know, you still have a car note to do. You know, you still have certain other utilities to take care of. And Hey, let's not forget you wanted to get that new TV, right? You see, Oh, and then of course, don't forget, they're still trying to gut Medicare. And they're still trying to take out Medicaid. And that's just, you know you need that in a way. Like once again, that's one of those expenses that, you know, you didn't really ask for. But you know you're happy when you have it. Because you don't want to be able to use it as much as, you know, you you don't want to have it to the point where, you know, say you need a significant operation. You know what I mean? Where you have to go ahead and you have to pay all that in. And you know you can't afford the house note. So at the same time, you got to figure out a way to try to balance the books. But hey, you can't balance the books if you have no balance at all, right? Once again, you know, it's like one way or another. Is the cart before the horse? Because obviously you're not getting anywhere. And it's to the point where, you know, you have to work like two to three jobs just to be having the cost of living together. And you know you don't have time for yourself. And you know you don't have time for... Yada, yada, yada. I mean, so there's some people out there that are working to this day, you know, to stay in a house that they really don't spend a lot of time in. And it's crazy. And it's just nobody is seeming, seemingly coming up with an answer to that problem. And I don't expect Incompetence Inc. to solve that. I don't expect Ben Carson to go ahead and say, well, you know, um... I, uh, well, you know, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll fix this housing issue. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll work on getting that affordable housing together. Uh, and somehow we'll figure it out. Don't worry, I got the problem solved for you. And I'm sure he does. I'm sure he has the problem all figured out because what he's going to do is he's going to refer to his past where his family was in the same thing. 
you know, and the situation is different for people in the past because we just can't go back to those times anymore. We have to figure out a solution now. We should look into alternative fuel sources. We should look into alternative ways to make our lives a lot better. But the problem is we can't do newer things if we're still busy holding on to the old, right? Do you see what I'm saying? And people just don't want to move on from that. I mean, I know some. I know a lot of people out there thought college is a waste of time. I know a lot of people are out there making their money and making their way without college. That's good on them. That's good on them. But you see, there's plenty of us out there, you know, maybe the best thing to do is just go to college, do the best you can, try to get that free money as you can. Don't depend on a loan entirely. Just bust your ass and be able to make some sense out of all this stuff. Take care of yourself, because that is a part of it. You know, you got to juggle so many things anyway. That's just the way the life is. Unfortunately, people want the easy way, and they're like, you know, I should automatically have that job as an analyst. I should automatically have this. I should automatically have that. I don't want to go into debt entirely, but you see, at the same time, I kind of want a lot of money, but I don't want to spend my money. I want to spend somebody else's money. As a matter of fact, I'm going to spend my baby girl's money. Yeah, you know what I mean? She just got a raise. But then you realize that 50 cent raise ain't going to do too much. Matter of fact, for some of y'all, that 50 cent raise is probably um, either a godsend or toll money. And you do know about the tolls. But, you know, considering that a lot of people in their state governments, they're trying to be more self-reliant. They're trying to go ahead and do their thing right now, which is why these special elections that are coming up are a pretty big deal. And you see, we got more issues now with voting than ever before. I have never seen more controversy regarding voting since, you know, George Bush's re-election. And even then, you know, it wasn't this bad. And, God, what we got? 28, no, is it like 28 to 30 months to deal with this stuff again? Until until it's time to deal with Trump and all that other re-election campaigns, which he's trying to do right now, because I can't think of one thing he's done entirely that benefited us. Oh, yeah, sure, some of y'all can bring up the North Korean summit. Some of y'all can bring up the Russian summit where he was sitting there and a lot of y'all were like, Mr. Putin, Mr. Putin. Uh, You know, my damn phone again. But, you know, I'm not going to take that call because I don't like that person anyway. But what I'm going to say is, you know, nowadays you'll see people that say, well, you know, colluding with Russia isn't so bad anymore. But then you're like, wait, 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 what? Weren't you all about safety and protection of our borders? Weren't you all about safety and protection within the country? So at the same time as you're saying, you know, collude, the Russia collusion is not bad, didn't you just sold out your principle for treason right there? And then you go ahead and you look at number 45. Look at number 45 for a minute. I'm not saying how ugly he is, but just really think about it. All that hate he's spewing right now. All these rallies, because I think people are getting wise to the nonsense, and they're seeing that MAGA is just a lie. So they're finally getting wise, they're finally starting to ask questions, they're starting to get out of the matrix a little bit, and you know, he don't like that. He needs his strength in numbers. So every time he throws a rally around the states that he's comfortable with, you know, which a lot of places have lost to manufacturing jobs... He's going to go right to those places, and he's going to go say, Yeah, you know, vote for my guy here. Vote for the Republican here so that I can go ahead and do what I've been doing because I have something over on the other Republicans in my party. They're not going to make a stand to me. You know what I mean? The idea is bigly, and we're going to get through this. And yeah, I know my Trump voice. Man, it, it hurts trying to do his voice. 
even as a voice actor, I'm trying my damnedest, but it hurts doing that, because sometimes it's like, you gotta kind of choke on your larynx, and I don't know, I'll let y'all know in a YouTube video or something, but you see what I'm saying, right? And the thing is, as a president, you should have responsibility for things. Like, if you did something wrong, you can admit that you were wrong. There's nothing wrong with that, you know? Own up to it. Like, really give yourself a fighting chance. Because if you don't, the truth's gonna come out. Yep, truth is always gonna come out one way or another. And it's just so sad that we as a country can't see that. Can you not see that the emperor has no clothes? Can you not see that he's tried to gain he's tried to gain cred for things that have already been done? Luckily, there were people there that are like, okay, we hear what you're saying, but we're not going to change this up, not at all. And what's so sad about it all is, is that people will sit there and they'll lie for this man, and they'll lie for this man to the point where it's just. <coughs> Speaking of which, I think I'm coming down with a cold. But you see, the thing is, talking about Trump will make you sick. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, they'll lie for the man because there's nothing, there, there's nothing, there, no evidence here that he's actually doing right for the people. They'll lie for him because it's their party, and their party hasn't had total control for like, for like a while now, you know what I mean? Like, what was it? I thought it was like 130 years since, or something like that, where it wasn't total Republican control. But since they now have total Republican control, they don't want to give that up. That's an image thing. It's right for them. They'll sit right there. They'll say, well, you know, yeah, he did this, but he did it for the right reasons. He did it for a reason that, you know, y'all can't understand. So, as I go about explaining this problem... You know, it's for your own good, and, and we're going to keep moving forward from this. Okay, so how is he going to handle the educational debt problem? How's he going to handle unemployment? How's he going to handle all these things? Um, he'll figure it out. What, what about the idea of a space force, Mrs. Sanders? Well, you see, there's a lot of exploration and area out there in space, and, and, and he wants a good space force to go ahead and cover everything. Oh, so he's going to invest in NASA and get the space program back, right? Oh, which, by the way... I'm sure those of you that were astute enough sat there and listened to what uh, Mike Pence had to say about it. I was going to call him VP Pence. I mean, I was. But then I realized what team he's playing on, and I'm like, yeah, you know, I don't want to give him his title either. But as you can see, he's sitting there and he's like explaining all this rhetoric, and it's rhetoric that doesn't go anywhere. And you're sitting there for a minute, you're like... Well, dang, way to waste TV time. Way to waste audio time explaining this kind of stuff. There's no plan. It's the same thing like when he was over at Trump, when Trump was at Trump Tower, and he was trying to explain infrastructure to us, and he had that ridiculous flowchart. A ridiculous flowchart. Uh, sorry about the pauses, y'all. Gotta get some drinks in, because this is crazy. This ridiculous flowchart where it, it just looked like a whole bunch of stickers. It's like he went to art class, a juvenile art class at that, and all this stuff just didn't work out for anybody. I mean, they didn't even detail what road that they were working on. And this is the Department of Transportation where uh, Mitch McConnell, you know, chinless, that's where his wife is the head secretary of. So there's nepotism there too. 
Not to mention um, what Jared Kushner and Ivanka Trump are doing. It's just such a mess. And then when you try to get these people to face their constituents and be responsible, and I don't care how corrupt an official is, when they hold down an office, there's still some sort of a responsibility there. You know? Because they got to look good. They got to look good in a way, and they got to look good to the point where they're cemented in people's mind so that they can win by name recognition. You know what I mean? You don't have to put too much emphasis on it. A movie that you all should watch is called The Distinguished Gentleman with Eddie Murphy in it. Because he played a con man that got into the U.S. Senate based on his name recognition alone. And the thing about that is... I think I, I don't think I'll do another Trump voice on this thing for a while. I mean, talking about him makes me sick enough, but imitating him really kind of <laughs> is messing with the vocals right now. But uh, going back into it, you know, it's like you got to look into these things and see like how the game of politics is played. You got to see the slime play out. And you see the thing about it is he was not going to drain a swamp, guys. He was going to fill it in with as many people that best represent him in terms of hate, tax bracket, and everything in between. And he's done a damn good job with it. The problem is that they really fit the name of Incompetence Inc. Because they destroy themselves. Like I sit there from time to time and I realize if I'm ever in the if I'm ever in the bullpen. And I'm sitting there looking at all this stuff going on. And I'm just taking notes. And I'm getting everything either prepared for my news article in the morning. Or my news article at night. Because it doesn't really matter. I'm like 24 hours too. Just like the news cycle. But as I sit there and I collect the information and pieces that I need to go ahead and fulfill what I need for this article, because I have a deadline, then I see all of this. I see the whole domino effect falling apart. I see how he tries to ban CNN and license them as fake news. And I see how he looks at MSNBC and he tries to bar them too. I see how, like, with Fox News, he's like, come in, my friends. All of you are actually important to me. He's the worst victim of, hey, I don't like criticism at all. I mean, like, you can look at a popular YouTuber who probably will freak out at criticism of any kind, and then they'll go ahead and try to label you as such. They'll label you as a pariah, and they'll go ahead and they'll just try to ruin and undermine any sort of fabric that's supposed to keep him in check. You see, for terms of sensationalism, we all love sensationalism, don't we? Don't we love that news that's buzzwords this and buzzwords that? Well, don't we love to follow these things that could be smoke and mirrors, that could be lies out of anything? Don't we love the strange and macabre to a point where, like, you know, hey, soft news is great. I love soft news. But hard news, news that actually deals with what goes on in the world, is kind of lame and boring. You see what I'm saying? But you can't just let this man go ahead and throw up the fake news thing or let you all know that this is a witch hunt and and just go ahead and denounce responsibility whenever he can. You see, the problem is is that everybody wants to hold him accountable for stuff, but he's going to sit there and say, yeah, I said that, but I also said yada, 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 and I also said yada, 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 you know, to kind of cover up what he says. He's such a good liar. He's been a good liar for well about over, what, well over 50 years. You know what I'm saying? He's ran a pretty successful firm to a point to a point but i think he's the figurehead i think there were a lot of people behind him that were like okay we're gonna do this right but we're gonna make it seem like it's his idea you see what i'm saying but going back into the whole thing with trump 
you got like you got to understand this when you're covering him you can't just hold him accountable you got to get him to elaborate you got to try to get him to explain what he's trying to do and then you got to get him to try to you know you get him in that catty corner that's how you talk to pathological liars because they're going to say whatever they want to say to buffer themselves but then after a while once you see them hang themselves that's it the only problem with it is, though, he has that Office of the Presidency rank to him. And another thing is, he's woefully inept at his job. So, you might not have to do too much. But then you gotta be careful on it, because you got his defenders all over the place. Like, you got Alex Jones. Alex Jones is now banned from Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. I think he's banned from Google, too. I'm not too sure, but... The thing about it is, the way Alex Jones was, he's been doing that for a long time. You see what I'm saying? But he finally messed up when he tried to say that the Sandy Hook incident was a well-planned hoax and that the parents that were complaining, well, not complaining, but the parents that spoke out about it, he tried to make them seem like they were crisis actors. And now, while there are people out there who will try to grieve and try to be a part of something from time to time, like, they'll... They'll call the police office, and they'll go ahead and they'll say, I confess to doing yada, 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 I confess to doing yada, yada, because there's some people out there that naturally grieve and want to atone for something. Those, those weren't the people. Those people were annoyed by a lot of things. They had to move a few times, and you're going to go ahead and say that kind of stuff, and you just know a defamation suit is coming because you spoke about those people like that, and they just lost their child. So, at that point, uh, your ass is grass. You see? Now, whether Alex Jones wins or loses that defamation suit, it's debatable. But also, it kind of makes you think of how free speech is gone. It kind of makes you think of how, like, this there's this mass censorship going on nowadays. Like, if somebody doesn't agree with what you have to say, in which we as a multitude of different people, a combination of so many things... And ideas and places to go and stuff like that. A combination of all this. And, and we're sitting there. We, 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 we can't even agree on one thing. Uh, hold on a minute, y'all. <coughs> Damn. 45 making me sick, y'all. <laughs> Literal example of the Chamber Show 56. But then again, like, going back into it, people will make you sick with this stuff. You got different narratives. You got people of different camps. You got those that idolize a certain group. And what it is, they will sit right there and they will bring up this, this straw man argument out of nowhere. Like, Al, like in Alex Jones' case, like in Alex Jones' case, he will say all these outlandish things. He's been doing it for a while now. I mean, what, you think the founder of InfoWars is going to change anytime soon? They specialize in buzzwords and controversies. And then they make it all seem like it's your fault. Or it's the fault of people that don't agree with us. And you should have seen them throughout all of 2016 regarding the election. Those were the most toxic people in the bunch. And you think that the Young Turks were a problem. Sure, they're more of an anti-thesis to them. And they have their issues too. Keep in mind, you can't just trust all of journalism. There's one form of journalism that tells you a story, and then there's another form of journalism that tells you part of a story. You're not going to get the whole thing. So you might have to go ahead and do a little bit more investigation on your own so that you can piece a complete story together. 
That's why you really shouldn't just say, all right, I'm not going to watch Fox News today. Fox News is funny because you got these real right-wing people out here and they have no problem saying what they want to say. Tucker Carlson's a good example of that, but he's not as bad as, say, like Sean Hannity. And Sean Hannity, <laughs> woo, you can tell he's a part of the Trump clubhouse. You can just tell. And it, it, it goes further than that. Like Bill O'Reilly, he got his show back. So for those of you that think that this is the end of Alex Jones, you really have no idea how the media works when you got people looking out for you. Alex Jones not only has a big following, he also has a lot of people out there that are willing to work with him. Now the chances are it's like, as they do work with him, they'll probably put him on a different website, they'll probably go ahead and say, alright Alex, you learned your lesson last time, I'm going to cover for you this time, and I'm going to give you a chance to go ahead and redeem yourself. You see what I'm saying? And then he's going to have a show back. And then the people that follow him, they're going to keep researching, researching, researching till they find him. And he's not booted off of Twitter yet, as far as I know. So there's a chance, there's a significant chance he'll come back. So don't, don't all sit back and relax too much. But you see, the problem with free speech is now free speech varies amongst people. The problem with censorship is not everybody want to censor somebody. I mean, you see it when it comes to, like, things that you enjoy. Like, say, like, you enjoyed, like, raw, rated R comedy. There's people out there that want to censor that. Like, art. People want to censor art. People want to go ahead and censor music. Like, somebody does a different music genre you're not used to, or they're creating something that's probably going to change the face of music. Oh, you can't handle it because it's something you're not used to. So you're going to try to do what you can to eliminate and censor it rather than cultivate it and say, all right, we'll try to add a little bit more to it. Try to bring something else in there. You know what I mean? There's ways of being a mentor and then there's just ways of just being um, a despot. And then you look at like all this other stuff and you realize people in general are jealous of somebody else. There's always somebody out there that either envies or is jealous of somebody else. And, you know... Speaking as a human myself, you know, I have those moments, those tendencies where I'm like, okay, you know what? What? Why so-and-so got yada, 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 and just somebody else over here doing yada, 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 uh, and I'm not getting any attention, blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? When I was younger and started, <laughs> started J360 Productions, I was a very different person than I am now. I mean, I managed to lighten up, and I realized, you know, that hard work is usually what gets the job done. It's not just about, you know the growth of actually, you know, building something and hoping people find it. You actually have to put in the work. You see what I'm saying? I had to grow in a tone too. And it is what it is. But I was actually mature enough to admit I was wrong. You see what I'm saying? And when you're a leader, you actually get a lot more get a lot more people believing in you when you do that sort of thing. But, you know, nowadays people think they're imperfect. People are bold. People will run around here and they'll do all this stuff. They'll they'll call the cops on you now just for being a different color and they're not used to it. Like, the Southwest region is notorious for this for now. And then it's just ridiculous. You got these middle-aged white people coming out here doing this stuff. And I'm not just saying that Caucasians are the only ones that do this because institutionalized racism is everywhere. You just had to pay attention to everything. I think I saw it, I think I saw it yesterday, not too long ago. The last time I clocked in on my day job from these customers that were just acting up. Now, needless to say, I stood my ground to them, though. 
But the thing is, is that the fact that that stuff is alive and well is just a reminder that, you know, we as people, we as people that really don't feed into this stuff, you got to pay attention and know it and see it for what it is and call it out. Because if you don't, this stuff's going to keep happening to you. Which is why, like, I look at people and they say, well, fake news, yada, 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 Trump's a bigot. How's Donald Trump's a bigot, Jay? How's he all this stuff? If you don't know, then you need to sit down and you need to research and you need to read. You need to go ahead and be the media if you can. You need to go ahead and just get all your information together, write what needs to be written, make sure you keep a tracer on everything that's going and see, like, where we're going from here on out. That's how you know whether he's a racist or not. And, of course, you see it in his actions. You see it in his body language. You see how he's pretty much just saying, I'm going to do this, but I'm not going to take responsibility for it if it blows up in my face. And there are many instances of this. And a good example is how, hey, you know what? If I can't destroy uh, Medicare for people, I'm going to go ahead and work on destroying taxes for people. And then one way or another, they'll see I'm right. And you know it's not good for you. So as you look at this stuff and you're just hoping that 2020 we actually make some sense out of the world and we get somebody in there that can actually do the job and get it done and hopefully try to heal up the nation because the division in this country is just outrageous. You see, the man doesn't have to build a wall physically. We already have walls around us. We all do. And it comes from so many ideologues, so many people blindly following other people, not asking questions not making a stand, and just not keeping independent thought around. Which is why we as artists, like a lot of us creators out there, now I'm not saying that you need to dabble in politics full time, but remember that you can't just turn a blind eye to stuff. You are involved whether you like it or not. You gotta take a stand, you gotta be like, alright, I'm gonna do something about this. I'm going to go ahead and point out the answers. I'm going to go ahead and try to make things happen. I'm going to go ahead and say, this is why we shouldn't be doing this sort of thing. This is why we're going to tell the story now. This is why it needs to happen. You know, you just can't blindly follow people. Safety is a lie to a point because after a while, you're going to find that your safe zone is not as big as you thought it was. So you have to keep playing the game. And then you have to be like, I'm going to do something about this. Because it's your responsibility. You're a part of this generation. You might want to go ahead and make an impact one way or another. And you might want to fix it. Fix it the best way you can. Because people like Trump and elitists like Trump, (laughs) you know, they don't mind subjugating. They don't mind giving you your bread and your circus. They don't mind just saying, hey, you know what? Yeah, we're going to do stuff to you and there's not a thing you can do about it. But that's a lie in itself. There's something you can do about it. You can stand up for yourself. You can look the government in the eye and tell them they're wrong. You can go ahead and protest. Now, chances are, as you protest, make sure you're protesting about real stuff, not strawman arguments. You can go ahead and make a difference if you want to do such a thing. And then be mindful of who you party with because there's a lot of people out there with their own agendas. There's a lot of people out there who are all about ratings and sensationalism rather than just telling what's going on, how it affects people, how's the future looking, have we done this before? You see what I'm saying? That's what you need to ask your media. You don't need to ask your media on something that's generic or that that pretty much is baseless, like how much the latest 
um, how much the latest, like, say, how much the latest trend in plastic surgery costs and all that stuff? How much is blah, 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 and all this other stuff? Like, that that's just superficial crap. But what I'm saying is, it's like, be prepared for, be prepared, but pick a side to a point, but just remember this, you're in this stuff whether you like it or not. People will try to silence you. People will try to stifle you if you have something to say. Just like this episode with me hacking and coughing and all that, yada, yada, yada. I could care less, but I told you all that you were getting an episode tonight. And that there's going to be an episode talking about Incompetence Inc. and what they're doing. And it might seem like I'm lapping around, but here's the thing. All this stuff is happening at once. And you notice something, right? Ajit Pai got in trouble not too long ago, too. It was for protesting about net neutrality because our rules are still up in the air right now. I mean, chances are they passed for them to be revoked, but right now there's a fight going on, and I think the Senate went ahead and did their vote, but now it has to go through the House. So we got to see what happens and what sort of... Oh, God. What sort of authority we can have in the House to go ahead and get this stuff reinstated. But you see, when people were speaking out about it on the FCC site, he said that there was... um, a DDoS event that happened and knocked out all of the protesting. So you see right there, that's just stifling of people's views. That's censorship right there. And he got caught for it not too long ago. But it's not enough to get him out of his spot as chairman of the FCC. You see, he doesn't want net neutrality rules reinstated. The man was a shill. (laughs) For lack of better terms, come on, let's be a little nicer. He was a lawyer for Verizon. And as I said before in the net neutrality episode, all these telecom companies, they don't want to compete with each other. They want to divide it up into territories. They want a big loving with each other. They don't want to compete with each other. There's no money in that in their eyes. But over there in the Asian countries, they love to compete. Because competition is a part of business. Oh, and which, by the way, I think that's why I, like sometimes I'm not okay with the Fox-Disney deal. But at the same time, it's already happened. I think I think it's finalized for the upteenth time, so it's all about just bringing everything back. I'm glad to see that the Fantastic Four is probably going to get some respect that it deserves. And I'm happy to see that the X-Men, even though they tried their darndest to block them out, um, I'm going to be happy to see all that stuff integrated in the MCU. So there is hope for this, but at a business standpoint, now there's like, what, four major companies? And there was also an article not too long ago that talked about the characters that Sony has the licenses to now. And I'm like, so what are y'all trying to do? Are y'all trying to say Disney should go ahead and try to get those licenses back? Is that what you're trying to do? But then again, that's the story for another episode. Because we are getting down to the wire on a few things. And I don't want to go ahead and lump all that stuff together. So, what I'm going to go ahead and end this note on is this. The media is not perfect. The media is ran by bureaucrats from time to time and they're also ran by people like you and me who are not perfect at collecting all the news that they need and even if they did there's somebody else that gets the copy of the news and they're going to take parts out of it they're going to go ahead and give you the part that sells because if it bleeds it reads now you as the consumer of this media you have a responsibility too you have a responsibility to turn it off You have a responsibility to go to another place to get your news. You have the responsibility to ask questions and be informed. 
And if you get an answer that doesn't satisfy you, you can go elsewhere to get the answer that does. But at the same time, if you block yourself out and you're not getting informed, that was your responsibility too because you chose to not be a part of something. See what I'm saying? So as you look at what Omarosa did and you look at all this stuff here, it might be sensationalized to a point, but there may be some truth behind it. And if you want to know, go ahead and be involved. Because I'm already involved. And I know a lot of other creators out there are involved. It's a scary time we live in. But we can do something about it. You just need to be ready. Alright? But, hey. That's all I have for you guys tonight on the J-Man Show. And as you can see, I'm starting to feel a lot better now. So maybe that was just a temporary sickness, huh? (laughs) But, hey. I'll be back with another episode on my regular time and day. So next Wednesday, look forward to episode 66, and we'll continue from there, okay? All right, now this is Jay signing off, and you all take care.